What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English, joined by my co-host, Zach Hamill, for another NBA podcast episode, a really fun one today. Zach, how we doing? Good, man. What's going on? Not too much. You know, the NBA is kind of in full swing right now. They just released the second half of the year for the scheduling. All-Star game is coming up, and I think that's a good place to start before we get into the fun stuff. Um, just brief thoughts on, um, you know, the East and West All-Stars, anyone that you thought should and sh- or shouldn't be starting, and was there any All-Stars that really um, surprised you at all? Uh, as far as starting goes, no real issues with any of it. Um, you know, it's fan voting, so they could get it really wrong. Very young. There's really nothing that bad. Uh, if you want to split Lillard and Doncic, you know, that's fine. Um, they're pretty they're pretty similar players. Um, otherwise, I was pretty surprised that Middleton didn't get uh, voted in by the coaches. I just think he had more respect around the league than that. And then um, I was surprised there was no one from the Heat there, but – between their slow start and just a lack of games for Butler, um, I can see it. I thought that uh, one of those guys would get in over some bonus as an injury replacement, but I guess that's not going to happen either. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it's, it's cool to see Levine and Randall and Sabonis get in there instead of the same old guys, you know? Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Um, like you said, I think personally I would have put Damon over Luca just based on the way Dame's been playing. I know Luca's been unreal. That buzzer beater he hit the other night against the Celtics was insane. Um, other than that, the West was pretty much um, pretty straightforward. Um, I was a little bit shocked that Devin Booker wasn't originally on it. Um, and I know Zion's been great all year. And I think sometimes it's just weird with the, I think sometimes all stars with the record for a team needs to matter a little bit more. And I, I know, like, Bradley Beal starting, so that kind of goes out the window with me saying that. But, um, honestly, I didn't even know if, like, I know Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis, but, like, I didn't think he's been having, like, an incredible year. I don't know if I'm, like, foolish to say that. Um, but I'm glad that Devin Booker gets the nod there. And like you said, I wasn't overly surprised that um, a Miami player didn't make it. I thought if anyone was going to replace, I was going to say it should be Sabonis. Um, if they did put a Miami player and I thought it would have been out of bio cause he's been playing really well, but, um, Jimmy Butler's been playing really well too. I don't know your thoughts on, um, Anthony Davis at all. Uh, he anchors the, the best defense in the league when he's in there, you know, he covers so much ground that I think coaches, like the coaches vote matters way more for the reserves. So I think, uh, I think that's why he gets in cause they just, they just have to plan for him so much. They know how important he is. That's fair. Yeah, other than that, nothing really too um, drastic. I know they haven't really announced who's going to be doing the three-pointer dunk. I know Obi Toppin's supposed to be doing the dunk contest, and it's reported that Zion might do it as well. Um, that hasn't been confirmed yet. Um, just other general news, um, kind of just go through teams that are playing well and teams that are kind of slumping. Um, I kind of want to start with the Boston Celtics. I texted you the other day. Um the Celtics just look like an absolute disaster right now. Yeah, nothing's really changed for them. You keep thinking they're going to get on a roll, and they haven't. Um, 
I don't think Marcus Smart is this important. You know, he, I could be wrong, but I just don't think like the grit or whatever the hell you think he brings to the team is going to swing them from a 500 team to uh, back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, I just think as, as far as their bench goes and their big men go, they're just not good enough. Um, I think actually, you know, I think Brown deserved it, but I don't know if Tatum really deserved to be in the All-Star game for speaking of guys you would take out. Yeah, I mean, he, he started off the year really well, and then he kind of has plateaued off completely. Um, they did get a nice win last night against the Pacers. I watched that game, but again, the Pacers, I believe, are like 3-7 and seven in their last time. They've been kind of struggling um, since TJ Warner went down with the injury like way early in the season. Um, they were kind of holding a float for a while, and now they're kind of starting to um, dip off because I think they're kind of short at the forward position outside of, you know, they've been playing McDermott and Jeremy Lamb a lot. I think Holiday's stepped in pretty nicely for them. Um, yeah, they've just been – I just don't – you just don't know what team you're going to get with them night in, night out. Like you had a night – like last night where Kemba drops like 32 points and their bench gives you 30 between, you know, Robert Williams, Jeff Teague, um, Peyton Pritchard, all these guys. And there's other nights where Jason Tatum and Brown are combining for 60, but no one else does anything. Um, do you think it's like they just overthought getting Kemba and like maybe he's just not as big of a piece as they wanted him to be? Or do you think it's actually maybe a little bit with Brad Stevens? Um, I don't think it's really either of them. I think it's like, some of the some some of the Steven stuff down the stretch is that they stop running offense completely. They just kind of take turns doing the Harden thing. They just let Brown and Tatum take turns doing it. They never like really run a set anymore. I think Steven's really used to with those like Isaiah Thomas teams. You know, they'd always have movement. Um, they'd always have guys like like you'd be a different guy taking the shot every time, whether it's Crowder or Bradley or they've gotten so far away from that that I think you know they have the, they have unselfish guys. I think they would they would accept it and they would do it. But I don't think it's all his fault. I think. You know, Ainge has found a lot of good guys, but, you know, for years and years and years now, we've heard about how many assets the Celtics have, and he's never really upgraded it into anything. Like, he's drafted well up front. Hey, he's drafted really poorly at the bottom. Um, but every year, it's like the Celtics are, the, are first in line to get, you know, insert this star, whether it's Beal or when it was Jimmy Butler or it was Kawhi or Anthony Davis. You know, they were always like, in the mix, but it doesn't seem like he ever wants to pull the trigger. I think, I think, you know, he does the first half of what Daryl Morey does in, in, in collecting assets, so he never turns them into anything. And then they don't hit the draft either. You know, Robert Williams and Pritchard and guys like that can play, I guess. Grant Williams, you know, the list goes on, Ojale, but none of them have really hit in the way that they needed them to. And all their talented guys are top five picks, you know? Like, I just think that they have missed their window a little bit. And this sounds crazy to say, but like, you know, we made fun, people made fun of the Nets for 10 years now about how the Celtics completely robbed them in that trade, that Garnett trade, and the Nets are going to look like they're going to get to the back to the finals before the Celtics do. Yeah, and it's crazy to think about. I mean, and we can kind of go right off of that into um, the Nets. I think for a while everyone was kind of waiting and seeing, and now I think everyone's kind of seeing, even with KD out, um, the Nets are just lethal, Harden's back to playing, pretty much an MVP level Kyrie. I know he just got hurt again, um, or at least they held him out for shoulder injury. I don't know how significant that will or won't be going forward. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I now after seeing them play for about a month together now, I think it's just pretty much finals or bust for them. I just don't see anyone in the East that's going to pose um, a super threat to them. Uh, I mean, come playoff time, I definitely think it'll be a little bit tougher for them because I think their bench depth is still going to be an issue. Um, but you never know, like, down the line what these guys that get bought out can do. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins just got bought out by the Rockets. That's another um, name, like a player like that, that could just go and sign to a Lakers or a Nets and just try to get a ring. Um, there's really no team in the East that I don't, that's going to pose like a super big threat to them. I honestly still think that like Miami is probably the biggest threat to almost anyone just because they are the defending team for the East and they've been playing really well lately. Now they're, they've won seven of their last 10. Butler, I think, has got a triple-double in six of his last eight games. Bam Adebayo's been playing unreal. Um, and they're doing all that without um, Hero. He's missed the past few games with, like, a hip contusion. Um, Duncan Robinson's been shooting lights out from three. Um, and they're getting some good bench play. And they're kind of just a tough out regardless. But I think the Nets, like you just said, I think they have an easy chance to go and win a final before the Celtics ever do anything, as you said, they after they got made fun of for so long. Yeah, I just watched them. They're, they're playing Dallas right now. That should be a fun one, But even though Kyrie and Durant are playing. But as far as threats go, I think it's definitely Philly because they don't have anyone to guard and beat. But um, so I'm, I'm assuming that'll be the Eastern Conference Finals in some, or however they get, however they arrive there. But because I just, I don't know, whoever Robinson and Hero have to guard, are they're in huge trouble for Miami. I don't think there's enough space that Bam and Jimmy can cover. I mean, maybe they can. We'll see. But um, Embiid can really punish them down low. That's why I think the Nets are going to really look to get a guy like Cousins or, or Drummond in the buyout market. But I still think Embiid will just powerhouse those guys. Um, it's just it'll be, it'll be up to if Philly can get enough scoring from other guys to keep up with them because the Nets will just try to run them off the court. But I do. I mean, if Embiid's the only only person in the East, I think that can really knock them off at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, Philly's been playing really well, and they have shooters everywhere now with Green, Curry, Maxi, all those guys. Um, in the West, you know, the Lakers are kind of taking a step back currently just because of the Anthony Davis um, injury. I believe they've lost four of their last five. Um, Phoenix continues to play really well. Same thing with Utah. Um, I know they lost yesterday Miami, but um, they're playing extremely well. Um, I was watching them a little bit the other night. Can't think of who they were playing um, off the top of my head, but Bogdanovich, Conley, uh, Jordan Clarkson, I think, has been one of the more underappreciated re-signings of any team. I mean, he's just been lights out for them. I think he right now would be um, my favorite to win sixth man of the year. Um, he's just playing, playing absolutely incredible. And I think Quinn Snyder is just, Again, one of the most underappreciated coaches in the league. Yeah, Clarkson, I would have him. I would have him up there for most improved too, just because he seems like he's playing more all around and he's he's making quicker decisions. He's less of a ball stopper. He just goes right away. Um, but uh, it seems like Portland's coming back down to earth a little bit. I think Lillard is. You know, teams are starting to realize. You know, Lillard's going to get his, but these other guys can't beat you, and they're starting to slip back to earth. Uh, they're really going to need those guys back. If they get them back, they'll be they'll be fine. But um, they seem like they're starting to slip for me. 
And then, um, you know, Denver still hasn't really put it together. You know, the, the end of that game the other day was insane. Um, just ridiculous. I mean, but at the same time, though, you I mean, you coach these guys to run the three-point line instead of taking dunks over and over again. It's kind of ingrained in them. Um, I just expected Denver at some point to turn it up. They really haven't yet. Yeah, that play itself was just insane, like you said, I think. Sometimes when people say Steph Curry changed the game, people he really did because, like you said, everyone's just running to a three-point line when I think it was Morris and whoever else on the court could have just had an easy layup. Um, and Jamal Murray, I don't even – I kind of question why Porter, he Porter – was, Porter was the first one. He ran to the corner. Yeah. I just also don't understand why Murray, like, slowed up. Like, there wasn't much time left anyway. Um, but, yeah, that was a weird play. And the Wizards somehow have actually been playing pretty well lately as um, too, but yeah, Denver kind of just never really is um, put it together. I want to say they're the eighth seed currently. Um, they just, you know, like you said, they haven't found their rhythm yet. Um, Michael Porter Jr. still seems like he's kind of the he's the missing piece, but it's I think it's unknown if it's going to be in a good or a bad way yet. Like there's some games where they're clicking on all cylinders and he looks great, and then there's other games where he looks lost still and doesn't really know what he's doing and it really hurts them because he's really still not great defensively either. Yeah. I wish they'd make a trade just for someone to just, just one more like sturdy wing because Harris and Barton, I just don't think they're ever going to play enough games in a row for them to be able to rely on them in a series. So maybe there's somebody out there. I don't know if they can afford Harrison Barnes, but somebody like that, you know, can, they can play the three or four and um, just one more guy to just be sturdy in between Murray and, and Jokic. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so to close today, we're going to do something that we've talked about now for the past few weeks. It's going to be a little bit fun. We're going to do our expansion draft that we've been talking about. So you are going to draft for the Buffalo Braves. I'm going to draft for the Seattle Supersonics. Um, and for all the fans who are listening, the way we did this was I went on to 2K um, had all the updated rosters, current free agents, um, protected six players from each team, um, simulated that out, and then me and Zach went through and kind of changed anything that we thought would be wrong. So we're going to go through, pick 12 players for each team, going back and forth, regular snake draft. We can pick any player that was not protected, and then we can also pick any free agent that is currently available um, and at the end, we're each going to pick one coach who is either an assistant coach or maybe just isn't a coach currently to be our head coach. And, Zach, I'm going to give you the honors to go first, and then I'll get two, and then I'll go back to you. Okay. A bunch of different ways you can start here, I guess. I think this position I noticed that the I had the least guys that I would – I mean, they're going to run out the quickest, I guess, is point guard. And there's not a lot of young ones that I think that could really like run your team while you get your, you know, your stuff together until you draft another point guard, I guess would be coming up soon. Except, so I'm going to grab Jalen Brunson first, because I think he's one of the few guys that are under 30 that uh, could at least start on an NBA team. I think. Yeah, that's a good pick. Like you said, I think guards is pretty um, limited. Um I'm just going to go out right away and grab the player that I think of everyone is the best available. And I think people also have to remember that 
when we're doing this, because it was two teams, the reason we did six was because if you did eight players to try to do an expansion draft, it really wouldn't work. So salary cap and stuff like that is kind of affected into this. So I'm going to grab Tobias Harris from the Sixers. Um, you know, that team between Tyrese Maxey, um, you know, Seth Curry, and like those young backcourt guys, um, and even like Isaiah Joe and those guys, I think it's very hard um, with Embiid and Simmons too, um, where he might actually be left out, um, at least in this format. So I'm going to grab him first. Um, and then, like you said, there's not a ton of guards. Um, I'm going to go with um, Terry Rozier to be a guard. Still a little bit of a younger player. Um very up and down, streaky player, but I'm just going to take that risk to get a guard right away. All right. Um. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to grab. I'm going to solidify my backcourt here and go. Bogdan Bogdanovich at the two, and then. Just he's a little older. He's really older, but um, I just I just like his leadership. Just to start a young team, and I think he can give you twenty a night. I'm gonna grab uh, Al Horford. All right, yeah, Al Horford was pretty high on my list as well. I like, especially when you're starting a team. I think he's a good, you know, locker room guy to have around too. Um, so I got Terry Rozier and Tobias Harris. Um. I'm going to fill out my backcourt with a guy that I think is when he plays at his best is very valuable, but the past years he's kind of been injured and he's kind of been in its rumor mills. I'm going to take Gary Harris from the nuggets um, to kind of pair with Rozier kind of an odd fit, but I think it could work. Um, and then this is tough. Um, there's a lot of good like forwards, but a lot of them are older, so it's kind of tough to, um, you know, pick um, this spot. But I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to take DeMarcus Cousins. Um, I'm just going to go for the upside, and I need someone in the front court. And Houston just let him go, and he's a free agent, so get him cheap. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see here. This feels like there's 10 guys here that are the exact same amount of talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. I'll go, I'll go Aaron Gordon. I like I'll that. Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And then and I'll just hope it was Orlando more than it was him, you know, that he didn't break through. And um, I'll take Aaron Gordon and I'll take Royce O'Neal from the Jazz. Oh, you suck. <laughs> that was gonna be my I next. Make pick. sure I got it right in there. I like. I, I think he's a very valuable. He, he's never gonna make your team worse. You know. Yeah, I, he's one of the most underrated players in the league right now. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's kind of, um, he's one of the players like last year. I think Monte Morris was a guy that I talked about that was underappreciated. I think he's one of mine this year. That like with the Jazz the way they're clicking right now, um, he's definitely one that. Um, has gone a little unnoticed. Damn, that's a good pick. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be really important for them because he's gonna be spending a lot of time on LeBron or Kawhi or whoever they see first. You know, in the as far as wings go. Yeah. Um. 
I'm going to counter your Al Horford pick from earlier, and I'm going to take Marcus Gasol. Yeah, he's next for me. Kind of have that nice leadership ability in there. Um, and then to counter Royce O'Neal because I wanted kind of a lengthy D guy that can defend, um, I'm going to take Derek Jones Jr. Okay. Um, I like your guy that picks or can pretty much guard three through uh, five, even if in a small ball lineup. And he's been playing really well for Portland this year. Okay. So now we're talking like bench scoring, maybe starting kind of thing. I'm going to grab Malik Beasley. Yeah. I know he just got suspended for getting arrested, but that'll be over with. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to turn a new leaf with Malik next year. Um, hmm. I'm going to go upside here. Ready for this? I'm going bowl bowl at, at pick seven. All right. All right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I mean, I mean hey. Maybe he'll fit right in. Yeah, maybe he'll go crazy. I mean, him and Josh Allen might become best friends. You never know. Yeah. Um, Big jersey seller, I think, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to go for my hopeful sixth man of the year for my team. I'm going to take D. Rose. Okay. Have another veteran in there. Um, And then... I'm going to grab another guard that has upside that I think has kind of just been floating around, hasn't gotten a real opportunity. I think he's starting to get one now, and I'm just kind of going to go on the high draft basis and hope for maybe he's going to turn it around. I'm going to take Dennis Smith Jr. Okay. I like that. He's already playing a little better in Detroit. Yeah. The other night I, like, tuned in for, like, the first – 15 minutes of the game, and he had like seven, six, and four. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. Some guys just need a fresh opportunity, you know? Okay. I will go with Josh Hart. Okay. I think he's really he plays hard defense, he shoots open threes. He's boring, but, you know, he's one of those guys that, that'll help. And Harrison Barnes. Yeah, he was going to be the next one on my list. I don't know how much longer I could let him sit there without grabbing him, you know? Yeah, and kind of going based on that, another guy that I just don't know if I can just let him sit there for any longer. I'm going to take Blake Griffin. Um, yeah. It's one of those. It's like when he's healthy, he gets you a double-double. When he's not, it's like he's useless. But, you know, he, he's right. just sitting there, so I can't not take him. And then – it's tough because there's a couple other big guys that I was debating between um, that I want to kind of fill out with to fill with DeMarcus Cousins and Marcus Saul and now Blake Griffin kind of in the front court. Um, Hassan Whiteside's name's kind of there. Um, even Willie Collie Stein was a name that popped up. But I'm actually going to go with Larry Nance. Guy nice. that just up, does he it. was up there for me. Guy that just does it all. I like I like his fit. Okay. I need a backup point guard. I don't want one from these, but I'm going to have to take one. I was going to say Rubio, but I'm going to go with Tyus Jones because he's he does it now. He does it pretty well. I've seen him do it. He's young. I'm going to take him as my backup point. And then I need another big, I think. 
in case Bull Bull doesn't work out, which, you know, he's going to, but just in case. Um, I'll take Robert Williams from the Celtics. All right. That was a good pick. Yeah. He's my next guy for centers after. Um, I like Willie Cauley-Stein, too, but I don't think I'm going to take him. Yeah. I, I, I watched him get Kentucky for too long. He misses too many too many bunnies. He drives me nuts. Yeah. Um, all right. So I have two more here to close it out. I think you have one more after me. You have two more? I, mean, I must have missed one. Um, yeah. I, think... I have... I have Rogier, I have Rogier, Harris, Harris, Gasol, Cousins, Rose, Jones Jr., Griffin, Nance. Who'd I miss? That's all I've taken so far. Oh, that's nine. You think you have three left? Oh, I have three left? Do I really? Did I just miscount? Rozier, so. Harris, Harris, Cousins, Gasol, Jones Jr., D Rose, Smith Jr., Blake Griffin, Larry Nance. Six, seven, eight, nine. I have ten. Okay, then I missed one. Just say them, say them again, real quick. Rozier. Okay. Harris. Yep. Harris. Yep. Cousins. Yep. Gasol. Mm-hmm. Derek Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. D Rose. Mm-hmm. Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, I did not write that down. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, I got two to close out, and I think you have one more, right? Yep. Okay. So, I need some forwards because, I mean, I have. Tobias Harris, and I have Derek Jones Jr., but that's really all I have. I need some flexibility. I'm going to take Justin Holiday from the Pacers. Nice 3 and D guy. Okay. Um, and then I want to just add him for the sole purpose to say that I can have him on my team. Um, I'm going to take Carmelo Anthony. Okay. There you go. I like it. Closing out the squad. Okay. One left. One left. Here's some names I have just in case people think we're crazy. Yeah. PJ Tucker, Zach Collins, um, Zubach, Maxi Kleber, Robin Lopez, um, Sadoransky, Rubio, Kevin Herter, Jay Sean Tate, Taylor Horton Tucker, Reddick, Malik Monk, Desmond Bain. I'm going to take Bain. I like him. He's a rookie. I think he's been good for Memphis so far. I think he could end up being a really good player, so I'm going to take him. Yeah. Um, just some other names that I had, too. Terrence Ross, um, Ennis Cantor, Hassan Whiteside, Malik Monk, like you said. And then I threw in um, Bryn Forbes from the Bucks too. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, you know what? Jay Crowder I probably should have taken. Yep, Jay Crowder, too. Too late. Yeah. Yeah, he probably should have been taken, too. I kind of forgot about him, to be completely honest. Um, and then we'll give, him, we'll give him a 10 day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we're going to do coaches. Oh yeah. I forgot about this. All right. You go first. Let me think for a second. All right. Um, I think based on my previous podcast talks in history, I think you might have an idea of where I'm going, but I'm going to give the supersonics the first women's head coach in NBA history and take Becky Hammond. Wow. Wow. Very progressive. Up in Seattle. Um, I don't know. You know who – You know. okay, here's one. Um, back when he called games for TNT, I thought he was awesome. And then he went and took a job with the Spurs. And he was just a really smart player. I'm going to take Brent Berry as a wild card. Um, okay. I, just think he, I think he gets the game really well. And I just – I don't know. It would be cool to have him in Buffalo because he's a very nice guy. 
all right, I can I can be down for that. If I didn't, a lot of guys make the jump from the booth to coaching, and he did. He went from the booth to front office instead. So I think if you work for the Spurs for that long, I think you know you're, you know what's going on. If I didn't take Becky Hammond, I probably would have taken Jacques Vaughn. Jacques Vaughn, okay. I thought he did a really nice job last year after they got rid of um, Atkinson when he stepped in. Is he still there? I think Under, so. Yeah, uh, I think it's yeah. him, Dan Tony, and Steve Nash. Yeah, and uh, and Amari, right? Yeah, and Amari. <laughs> <laughs> That's my coach. I take Amari Stoudemire. <laughs> yeah, that, that he can be your assistant coach. Yeah, and then uh, we also forgot a few other guys uh, for free agents that are currently available. I mean, I think I'm the only one that actually took like a legit free agent in Cousins, which I'm sure he'll be on a team shortly. But um, you know, just based on USA performance, you know, Iso Joe, Isaiah Thomas look like they're back in form too. Yeah. I saw that. But, yeah. OJ Mayo, is OJ Mayo allowed back in the league or no? I'm going to go with a hard no on that one. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to – we're going to get this posted. I'm going to get a graphic together in the next few days. We're going to post it. We're going to get a vote going. I had a nice vote the other day with Matt Bovey. I got slaughtered on Twitter for my pizza. Wasn't too happy. <laughs> but, you know, you win some, you lose some. Um, I, I'll ride. I'll ride for Nino's with you. All right, I can appreciate. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna get it posted. We're gonna let the fans decide um, between the Braves and the Sonics. But good draft overall. We'll be back in a few weeks. Um, we'll probably talk a little bit um, just about everything going on. Maybe we'll get some trades by then or buyouts, um, and then maybe depending on how good or bad the All Star or dunk contest, whatever they decide to do. I don't know, honestly, I don't even know if the NBA knows what they're doing with the All Star game still. Um, probably t- touch on that a little bit, but uh, n- nice talking to you again, Zach. And uh, we'll talk again in a few weeks. All right, man. Talk to you then. All right.